0: Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piskor. I'm Jim Rog. We're going to take a look at Frank Thorne's Red Sonia, issue number one. Uh, dude, we had this channel rocking for three years. We haven't looked at any Frank Thorne on the channel. Uh, before we launch into it, Kayfabers, uh, like, follow, subscribe to the video. Hit the bell. It mitigates the Kayfabe effect. And if you dig the video, watch that shit till the very end because it pushes the algorithm out to... Comic-loving YouTube uh, audience members who might not have come across Cartoonist Kayfabe yet helps the channel out in a big way and gets those numbers up for us so that we can uh, eventually take over the world with Cartoonist Kayfabe comic conventions and things like this. Uh, Jimmy, when you bust this comic out, dude, did you ever see a Marvel DC comic that looked anything like this work from Frank Thorne?
1: I did not. And I don't know whether this is my first Frank Thorne exposure. I got this pretty early on, mm-hmm. uh, the first several issues I found in like a dollar bin. And yeah. it was like you say, I haven't seen something that looks like this, go on home with me. And you can then, see I got mine at ID's because uh, right. I had
0: that shit in the pencil.
1: But then over over time, as I would look at it, the thing that would stand out is Frank Thorne on art and color. And I believe he's lettering this yeah. as well. So it's, it's one of those like one dude doing everything, mm-hmm. more or less, um, really atypical.
0: I uh, Googled this Clara Noto, uh because it's like i don't it's a name i don't quite remember man and you don't find her anywhere but here something tells me that there's some fishy like roy thomas trying to impress somebody hey man want to write a comic want to hang out with me and write a comic (laughs) uh phil Phil noto's mom yeah right (laughs) the uh the color is crucial here like it's such an important part of this comic because uh it's kind of like that Dave Stewart trick or whatever, the Mark Tiarella trick. Like, that red is reserved for Red Sonia. Everything else is cool greens and
1: blues. It makes this girl pop. Yeah, no doubt about it. Frank Thorne, known for drawing beautiful women, which is what I know him, you know, in, in these other comics for. And I was trying to figure out, like, what he would have been doing at this point in terms of, like, undergrounds, uh, alternative comics. Like, what was happening, you know, in, in his career that he, that he lines up this project
0: yeah well i don't know about this project specifically but this guy has been working since the 40s i did not realize working that. on perry mason comic strips and all kinds of wow
1: uh, crazy stuff this guy he was an old man at this point and i would always see those pictures on the back of his like uh indie indie comics and stuff where it'd be like him looking <laughs> looking amazing yeah <laughs> and then often with uh like a cosplayer or something um Wendy Peeney, yeah, she, from, from ElfQuest.
0: She, she she would be Red Sonia. At the end of this thing, man, they talk about like the very first kind of convention, uh, that is like character centric, and it's like a Red Sonia convention. I wonder if that's where the shit was taken from, because he was dressed up like an old wizard, and he had like a white beard. And all. you could find the videos yes. and stuff on YouTube. He looks like one of his characters. He's he's like Charles Vest, man. Like he lives in this world. Like I think I saw I saw Charles Vest. Looked like he was wearing, like, Adventures of Link kind of <laughs> outfit. And I think he had elf ears on. He put that shit on his Facebook. You know, they they don't fake this shit. They're real about, like, their Ren kind of energy. Uh, the, the writing of this thing uh, sucks a dick. It's garbage writing. But this is Marvel. So this is a Marvel method kind of uh, comic. Visually, the storytelling is second to none. Like... You don't need these words, man. That's uh, very true. Like, Red Sonia's horse dies. It, there is a good bit here that talks about the relationship between the horses and the, the riders, how it's like this like symbiotic relationship. So, page one, on the importance of the steed. Good title, too, Blood of the Unicorn. Yeah. That's a good title to kick it off. It is, man. And this is like a cool, like, you know, Shiro was whack with the little hearts, you know, the toys with like the dudes with the hearts and stuff. This is badass. This is super cool. Like, yeah, you're gonna get a unicorn, but it's kind of badass. Like the whole
1: sort of trajectory with it, man. So you we got to think this comes out of the success of Conan.
0: Like oh, you're licensing
1: another Robert E. Howard character, uh, you know, fantasy character like this. Feels like that's uh, that's how you get this book at Marvel.
0: Yeah, 100. I mean, she showed up in uh, the Conan, like like when Barry Smith goes to Barry Windsor Smith, like. It's those issues that, that she appears, She one other little cup of coffee in some anthology magazine and stuff, and, and, and we're off to the races. So the importance of the horse established. She wanders off, sees uh, these bad actors capturing what appears to be a unicorn. She never knew that. Uh, she thought that those were mythological... <laughs> Animals. Ehrlich's tears. <laughs> All that bullshit. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like you, you just can't read this stuff. As a kid, I think it would have so much more meaning to me. Probably. You get than, a little
1: more invested. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pour over those words a little bit more. <laughs> to try to pronounce them.
0: <laughs> so we got the unicorn horn. Gets knocked off. And clearly, it's an important uh, part of a spell or potion or something that this guy's going to make and we find out that it's going to be like a fountain of youth or like eternal life exactly kind of thing as red Sonia shows up protective that's beautiful storytelling right here man just like that hand mm-hmm. on that muzzle says everything about about the stakes at play here good looking page layout so good man the ink style the organic flow of it
1: This is not Marvel House style. It makes sense that you talk about him drawing comics back to the 40s because he has that sort of confidence in the inks. Those lines look like he's just putting them down.
0: Confidence in the inks and impeccable visual storytelling, man. One swipe this way. She's got a horde of guys. It it would be a mistake to show a panel, one panel of her beating off the horde. You get a couple, launches onto the horse, bounce. She's happy. I love, dude. The storytelling flow of this is everything. Like uh, the once again, and the, and the colors, so much cool colors. But you let the red of her her hair just just pop. There are several montage moments of her with the with the horse. It, it, like they milk that a, a, a page more than than is necessary. And look at that little extra growth. Uh, it's starting to happen. You know the bad guys. They got hold of the horn. So we figure out that you know eternal life is is uh with within the powers of the unicorn horn
1: it does make me wonder like how much of this is based on a robert e howard story how much of it is frank thorne doing the plotting here on the pages yeah because there are really good as you keep saying storytelling but all that time spent with the horse it adds up we're gonna see a, a payoff for like you know this is a close relationship this is street angel and her dog you know like yeah. they're they're building a bond a friendship there between the two and uh you get it in these sequences over and over, repeating. <laughs>
0: uh, when Homeboy's working on it, so there's the montage. Great montage. It feels like a Charlton book. It feels like a Charlton romance it book. It does. But that would be a Charlton romance book that would not be approved by the Comics Code Authority. No. <laughs> that, that horn keeps growing. <laughs> <laughs> and I love this, uh, this panel where Homeboy's making the potions and stuff. Because that really looks like um, colanders and shit that you get at Target. Like I just imagine him at the supermarket or the department store getting all the his necessary things, and he also has those stick and poke Portland hipster tattoos. Drinks the fruit of his his efforts, and it's good. Like,
1: and then smashes it so nobody else gets to enjoy it. And you, <laughs> and you see his like underlings, who by the way are wearing like some some wild t shirt. You know, like in the middle of this medieval fantasy world, and uh, but trying to lick up that potion off the ground to get a little bit of it.
0: You know, it's so cool to have some like real stakes and to be able to communicate them so clearly in these comics because so often the bad guy is bad because they tell you he's bad and you don't you don't see anything really happen with these bad guys man yeah it's a good character moment for a bad guy here very selfish yes Here's where you get all these greens, where the red pops like a motherfucker, dude.
1: Like these different panel borders too. your rounded borders on a couple of these, open panels, and then the big, heavy black panels. It's
0: it's one of the things that I've been trying to do like lately on the on the Red Room comics is like every panel is different. Yeah, yeah. Every and, and and so like if you have a panel where it's like all just like sh- you know sh- the straight lines, and then you get to this kind of panel, it communicates flashback or you know it's used for something. But if you just do it on every page it's clear that you're just making cool-looking panels on every page. I'm with you. H- Hulk. Grand Design, everyone. <laughs> Lots of
1: panels, <laughs> panel borders to choose from. <laughs> yeah, man. They so- are nice compositions, though, you know, like even within and without these panels, like that's a really good composition. Yeah. Yeah. And the- still- almost silhouette going in front of the moon. Very nice. So... Uh- we had to
0: create the situation where we get all of our guys back together. Look at this man. What, four or five pages of ads at once? Is this the seventeen this, this page? Was good, huh? The seventeen page era. The the panel borders can never contain the horn, you know, very important element of of this comic. And uh, of course, get hold of the unicorn, separate from the villains bring everybody back together for the final schmaz, Uh after the villain is supposedly at uh, the height of his powers now. You know, the guy can't die, so how's Red Sonia going to get out of this thing?
1: Man, how good is this for, for a couple of panels together? The green, you know, making your, your villain green to contrast with her red, and she's just out vulnerable. Yeah. I'm only going to get one issue of Red Sonia the way this, this story's <laughs> shaping up. Not so fast.
0: Stage left, man. We got the unicorn coming through. Just gets a glancing blow from the main baddie. Gets freaking impaled. Whenever I come to a moment like this, I always go, "Mm, Yeah, cool. That's awesome. (laughs) Good for them, man. You know, it's tastefully done. Sure. And and then uh, it's suggested, like, did the guy either mix his potion bad? Because he definitely doesn't get eternal life. He's done. Or did he have to was the only way that he could be destroyed because he had that potion of eternal life the unicorn horn would be the only thing that could dispatch him like and and they leave it ambiguous congratulations roy thomas you didn't completely spell something out to everybody
1: there's joe Cuber elements to this i like this sequence of like pull out pull out pull out you know it's the it's same same thing but just the camera zooming out so uh
0: at, at the end of this, man, like when you get to this part, it's like, okay, man, Red Sonia, she's got a new batmobile, you know in the in the in the guise of this beautiful uh, unicorn, you know, she scares everybody off, more great compositions, and this is where you see what has to happen, yeah man. the separation. you know, this is an animal that needs to be free, short-lived friendship. Yeah, so she gives it that little pat, unicorn goes off she waves it off, creates good storytelling possibility for future issues because we'll probably see this thing as a piece of sashimi at some point Man, <laughs> and she's got to get some revenge,
1: you know? I like that uh Thorne does these like page-wide bits of text. It's a really interesting way to break down because you see he's breaking up the panels, mm-hmm. you know, it's not one wide panel, but it's sort of moments because of the the way it's framed with the text on either side of it like that. Yeah. It's really beautiful pages. I'm, I'm so impressed by these page layouts. And you're right, Ed, when you say it's not Marvel House style. Like yeah. Very much it stands out as being something different than that.
0: Jimmy, I think this is a great first issue. Uh, we looked at some stuff like that Nexus Origins comic. We looked at Grendel 1, the Christine Sparr, you know, Kamiko issue number one uh, ser- of the of the series. And there are these, like, they're... <laughs> They're very weird issue number ones, you know, like it does. You don't get so invested in the character in any in any big way because it, like not much happens. Uh, but this one, it sets you up great. You know, it's very satisfying. Super you get Sonic. a lot of
1: uh, the character Red Sonia, and her being her, you know, a Hellraiser and stuff, badass with a sword. But it's a complete story too yeah so very satisfying yeah
0: makes so much sense there is a kind of an artist edition whatever the dynamite comics version Mm -hmm. of artist editions are uh i I believe we have uh copies of that and that that'll that'll end up being an episode at one point or another
1: yeah he's you know like i say most of the frank thorne art that i know in comics it's after this Mm -hmm. you know it's going into into 80s and 90s and later in the 70s so um, a good artist and kind of at the height of his powers at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. Super cool, like, because I associate him with independent stuff also. Seemed to have his shit together enough to, to do this this stuff.
1: Yeah, and I can't imagine, like, doing pencils, inks, colors, and letters... On a monthly schedule and like also passing those things through editorial in various stages like it just seems like it would be very challenging he was built for this man you good to go i am okay favors like follow subscribe to the youtube channel hit the bell we'll notify you when new vids are available what's out there jimmy hulk grand design tell your local comic shop to order big on those tell them that to reserve copies for you pick the cover that you like pick all the covers but hulk grand design coming out in march celebrating 60 years of hulk history uh, make sure your comic shop knows to order those and to order those big. And you can join me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Rug.
0: Red Room Trigger Warnings issue number one coming out in early March. Uh, Murder on the Dark Web for fun and profit is the name of the game in Red Room Comics. Uh, you got to get your hands on that stuff, man. Get to put it on your pull list at your local comic shop. You could pre-order it through the Fantagraphics website. And if you can't hold your horses, if you can't <laughs> hold your unicorns, go to the Patreon, man. Uh, patreon.com slash uh, the link in my link tree can get you there. Also, three bucks for the archive. I serialize all the Red Room comics before they hit paper. More than 200 pages of comics on there. The whole anti- complete anti-social network is there. What else do we
1: have, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist KfabE e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist kfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video.
0: Given those margin orders, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.